You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. It's Locked On Hornets, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And also make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail. You can find the show handle on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets. And also today, especially, follow Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson LOH. For those of you who don't know, Nashville, Tennessee was hit with a tornado last night that did millions of dollars reportedly in damage. And Doug tweeting out earlier today, for those of you who don't know, by the way, Doug did move to Nashville, Tennessee just last year. And Doug tweeted out earlier today, tornado hit near us in East Nashville. We're okay, but many are not. We'll be looking for ways to help. Reply with any you know, and I'll do the same. Some of the things that he's done is put some other tweets from that original tweet in a thread to let you guys know exactly how you can help if you're able to um, some of the affected areas that were hit by that tor- by that tornado um, in the city of Nashville overnight. The Charlotte Hornets play a game tonight against the San Antonio Spurs as they travel to Charlotte to play at the Spectrum Center, but the Hornets will be without point guard Devontae Graham tonight. He has a sore left ankle that he suffered Sunday in a collision with Giannis Atenacumpo, and the Hornets downgraded Devontae Graham earlier today from doubtful to out. So it did not look promising that Devontae was ever going to play in this game, but he was downgraded to out to officially um, sit him on the pine, and Graham did say at morning shoot-around, I don't think so regarding his ability to play this, according to Rick, who was there at shoot around asking Devontae Graham exactly how he felt maybe heading into this game. So that would mean Terry Rozier. He'll move from shooting guard to start at the point guard position. And what's interesting that's happened surrounding this Hornets team in the last week or two is that Malik Monk was indefinitely suspended and he's certainly not going to be able to go in this game. And we know that Joe Cheeley was a guy that was not re-signed to a second 10-day contract after the original 10-day contract that he signed um, just, you know, I guess more than 10 days ago. So Joe Cheely actually did just re-sign today, or I should say yesterday, um, to a second 10-day contract, and you can expect him to play. I Because of the lack of depth that they have in the backcourt, Terry Rozier going to move to the one without Devontae Graham, without Malik Monk available for James Borrego tonight. I would imagine that Joe Cheely would get some run in this game. And James Brago said that he talked with Mitch Kupchak about point guard availability last night and the last couple of days, and this is what they decided to do. I know that there's been some hankering for Kobe Simmons, who has been doing a pretty good job down with the Greensboro Swarm. He is on a two-way contract, and maybe you would just allow him to be signed to a two-way contract without you know, converting that into any other type of contract in order to bring him up to the main squad. But some people may have just wanted to see him because he is a better player than Joe Cheely, in my opinion. A lot of people kind of scratching their head as to why Cheely is the guy, but I guess it's a player that they're familiar with that was um, on the roster at least for a little while last season. I keep on going back uh, to the bucket that he got against the Boston Celtics. It was the only bucket that he got heading into this season. And even though the numbers weren't very good for him with the Greensboro Swarm, he's the guy that they feel most comfortable running that offense because he has at least been in the system longer than Kobe Simmons. And they decided not to go out 
in free agency and sign a veteran point guard. And that probably would have been too hard to sign somebody in the, I guess, last day or so and have them play tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. Maybe if they did it yesterday, I I can't imagine that would have been too easy to implement a veteran point guard into this system already. But Joe Cheely going to be the guy. I, I have to imagine that he's going to get some run. And, and you know that's just one of the pieces that we talked about when uh, it spawned a Bobcats lineup research-themed uh, show that we had not too long ago. It was during that game. It was right after that game, I should say, against the Indiana Pacers. Joe Cheely might get some run here tonight. I, wouldn't not, I would not be surprised. And Devontae Graham, you look at the amount of wear and tear that has been placed on him this season. Devontae Graham has played 2,041 minutes this year, and that's seventh most among not just point guards, not just people in the Eastern Conference, but that's seventh most against all NBA players. Devontae Graham has played that much. And so when you look at Devontae, having had a reset against Indiana right after the All-Star break, which wasn't much of a break at all, Right after that all-star break, we know that he came out and shot one of 17. His confidence looked leaky, and then they sat him, not only as maybe a physical rest, but I would imagine as a mental rest, because Devontae just did not look the same. And then he came back and had a game where he hit seven field goals and you know was fine, wasn't exactly the greatest in the world, but he was okay. And so now Devontae... Maybe you start to sit him a little bit more this season. I just wonder exactly how much they're going to play him going down the stretch because it seems like all of these minutes have really affected Devontae. It might seem funny for a team to load manage at this time when you're not really playing for anything, but Devontae Graham better helps them in the long term. And while I imagine it's certainly better for all of these young players to play as much as they possibly can to build chemistry, I, I, I believe in that kind of thing. I also believe in not wearing this guy down towards the end of the season if it makes him a little bit more susceptible to injury because then you might miss out on some time in the offseason that would be very valuable for him working to better his game. We know about some of the stuff that he needs to improve on. So a very interesting situation surrounding the backcourt with this Charlotte Hornets franchise, not having Malik Monk because of a suspension, not having Devontae Graham at least available tonight because of the collision that he had with Giannis on Sunday. And I wonder exactly how much you're going to play Devontae down the stretch. And then you have Terry Rozier that was brought in to play point guard in the first place. But because of Devontae Graham's emergence, kind of found a little bit of a spot over at the two guard. It doesn't mean that he needs to be your shooting guard of the future, but on catch and shoot, Terry Rozier certainly developed a pretty nice skill in that regard. So an interesting situation surrounding the backcourt for the Charlotte Hornets team. The season of celebration is just around the corner with proms, weddings, and events coming up all over the place. Did you know that Queen City Beauty Group is a boutique spa in Charlotte and they have an acne clinic? If you or someone you love is struggling with their skin, don't visit the drugstore shelves. Queen City Beauty Group can help. Many acne medications on store shelves are, quote, one-size-fits-all solutions. Those products can worsen acne because one-size-fits-all skincare doesn't actually make sense when you think about it. You guys are unique. You have different skin 
Have you ever had a new breakout the day after you run out of an acne product? If so, that's the wrong product for your skin. It's not normal. It's called rebound acne. Nichelle at Queen City Beauty Group has years of experience handling all types of acne and restoring healthy skin function. Queen City Beauty Group will help you clear your skin without harsh chemicals, steroids, or nasty ingredients that cause rebound acne. Proper, customized skincare from someone you trust is crucial. I'm telling you right now, I went there and got a CBD oxygen dome therapy facial, and I absolutely trust them. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back at the end of this month to get a different type of facial because Nichelle knows exactly what's good for my skin, and she's already made sure that I've stayed on putting some of the other products that she's recommended. She emailed me the other day with a type of brush to use on my skin to avoid some of the breakouts that I had been experiencing in the past. Nichelle is fantastic. Michael is as well. And I'm so comfortable with them because they know exactly what to do to make me look my best. And you can too, if you go to queencitybeautygroup.com today for the March special, which includes that CBD oxygen dome therapy facial that I just mentioned, but you can also get a gift certificate of $75 for use on a future visit, or you can re-gift that. It doesn't matter. You can get a gift from Queen City Beauty Group worth $90 and that's a $250 value. It's Queen City Beauty Group. It's skin care for all. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with a couple more segments here on the Locked On Hornets podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. So if you don't believe in the moon landing, Mm -hmm. then what would you say is the greatest human achievement? I think the greatest achievement of all time, and I think it's Vince Carter doing 360s clockwise rather than counterclockwise. It's really tough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Thanks again for joining us on the Locked on Hornets podcast, a part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You know, this team is in an interesting predicament heading down the stretch because, of course, on one side, you want the team to lose more games to better enhance their odds of getting a higher draft pick because we've talked about it quite a bit. The Hornets don't have a difference maker on this team, a difference maker for the future, a difference maker that can put the team on his back, a good team that makes a deep run in the postseason. They just don't have that type of guy. And in order to get a better shot at drafting that guy, you want to have a higher draft pick. And in order to do that, you have to lose more games to give yourself a better shot at that. And so it it would make sense why you might want to lose some of these games. So that would be the Milwaukee Bucks game that you're really happy about. You compete against a really good team. You hold them to under 100 points. You have some really nice quality minutes from a lot of your young players. And eventually you lose. But against the Toronto Raptors, where they actually beat them, you know, maybe you're more inclined to say, okay, no, that's the more beneficial thing. Because the young players on this roster are the guys that are getting the run. Cody Zeller hadn't played the last three games. The last time he played was in that Indiana Pacers game. Hadn't played since. And there seems to be this rotation as far as the big men go. But Cody Zeller is absolutely one of the best players on this roster. And he's not playing. And so when you're winning games against the Toronto Raptors and competing against the Milwaukee Bucks... They're doing so by playing the Martin Twins significant minutes. The Hornets are doing so by playing Jalen McDaniels significant minutes. And that's impressive. And so I think it's the nice balance of the two. I'm kind of one where I'm like, okay, if they win because of the young guys, then great. 
and it, James Borrego is, is not playing Cody Zeller. You know, it's not like Bismack Biombo. He's had some moments this year, but it's not like Bismack Biombo has been fantastic. Devontae Graham, we know about the players that have helped them win, but they're the young players. They're the guys that you actually want out there on the court getting minutes. And so it's just interesting to me as we go down the stretch, what side you fall on. Do you fall on, no, let's go after it with these young players, winning games. I don't care if it hurts their shot at a higher draft pick. Let's go out there and win as many games as possible. Or are you more inclined to like the Milwaukee Bucks game more because they competed against a really good team and eventually fell short? You know, I know Doug has come on these uh, on the mic a lot in the past and said this is a game they need to win. And it's good to have a couple of wins here and there because you don't want this team to get used to losing. You know, that goes back to the Bobby Marks comments. You don't want this roster to become accustomed to losing. You don't want them to accept that. But also you want the higher draft pick. That's just how it is. And I know people try to talk about the lottery and how it played out last year, about how they fixed tanking a little bit. Maybe they made it a little bit harder to go get that. Sure, they dwindled down the odds of, you know, assuring a number one overall pick to the worst team or, you know, coming close to that. But let's not try to argue too hard with math, which is what everybody tried to do last year. The bottom line is you still get the best shots if you're the worst team. <laughs> I mean, that that's the bottom line. That's why I never really got the argument last year that tanking was kind of fixed. I mean, the better odds go to the team that has the worst record. So there's really no argument. You want to try to get the better odds that you possibly can. And that means losing more games. It, it might also mean that, hey, you can be the fourth worst team and have a better shot at getting the number one overall selection than you did in previous years as the fourth worst team. But it doesn't mean that you have just as good odds. So to me, tanking isn't fixed or anything like that, no matter how hard we tried to have that conversation last season. The funny thing about the Charlotte Hornets is we all know that tanking comes from the top. But James Borrego and these players are absolutely trying to win games. And and yet, <laughs> Cody Zeller's not getting minutes. They're playing G-leaguers. It kind of is reminiscent of last year when they were playing some of the young guys. When the Hornets were playing Dwayne Bacon 30 minutes a game. They played Miles Bridges 30 minutes a game, giving Billy run. They beat the Celtics, the Raptors, the Spurs. I just wonder where most of the Hornets fans kind of reside. Do you want to see them lose and compete? against some of the best teams, or do you want to see them win at all cost? Because it is coming from the young players, an interesting dichotomy in that regard. We'll talk a little bit more about the Charlotte Hornets game tonight against the San Antonio Spurs in the final segment of the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. And that was also a connection of a connection because the new Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper, looks like the guy trying to defuse the bomb at the elementary school in Die Hard with a Vengeance, which I thought looked like John Hurd, a.k.a. Kevin McAllister's dad. A.k.a. Peter McAllister. I never would have got that. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Here's something interesting for you guys. How about the San Antonio Spurs on this season? Having only four more wins on the year than the Charlotte Hornets. The Spurs are 25-34 and 34 coming into the Spectrum Center tonight, and the Charlotte Hornets are 21-39. and 39. The Spurs are going to miss the playoffs for the first time in forever. It seems like my lifetime. It's just going to be weird 
to see the San Antonio Spurs on the outside looking in. You look at the Spurs, it's been a down year for them, and they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10, so the Charlotte Hornets absolutely have a shot to win against the fifth team in the Southwest Division. Again, probably for the first time in my lifetime. Just absolutely ridiculous what's happened to them. And it's not like nobody saw that they would have some kind of steep decline coming their way, but they did make the playoffs last year. They lost in a seven-game series to the Denver Nuggets, so they did take the Nuggets the distance. DeMar DeRozan averaging 22.5 points per game. LaMarcus Aldridge averaging almost 19 points per game. And then it goes to Patty Mills, Bryn Forms, DeJounte Murray, yeah, Derek White. Derek White maybe didn't have the season that most people thought that he could have after what was a pretty impressive postseason for him. You know, Derek, I, I love that story that James Borrego tells about Derek White having sent him down to the G League, and then he comes back with a different sense of purpose, a different sense of belonging, and then it seemed like he had arrived last year in the postseason. And yet Derek White just not having the season, I think a lot of people probably thought he would after he had the postseason he did. I know a lot of people were also fans of DeJounte Murray coming into this season, having come off of that injury, the devastating injury that he suffered the year before. But both of those guys, 10.5 points for Murray, 10 points per game. For Derek White, they both sit around the same amount of time that they play in each of these contests. 24.8 minutes for Murray, 23.9 points or minutes, I should say, um, for Derek White. Murray being the guy that starts. Murray coming or uh, White coming off of the bench for a lot of this season. And it's just different. The San Antonio Spurs don't like threes. We remember Doug getting angry at Greg Popovich for his rant against threes and how it's ruined the game. So the Hornets have a great opportunity to win tonight. And you look at where the Hornets sit in the NBA standings, in the Eastern Conference standings, they're currently five and a half games back from that playoff spot. They're not going to get there. I'm just giving it in reference to where they are. They're five and a half games back of that playoff spot that is currently held by the Brooklyn Nets. And they are a game and a half back right now of Washington. And so that goes back to the entire tanking discussion, or at least the best shots at a top draft pick. Washington, only a game and a half better at 22 and 37. The Charlotte Hornets sitting at 21 and 39. You know, the Charlotte Hornets could get the nine seed. And, you know, I mean, it does have to make you laugh. This is a Hornets team that nobody thought was going to be in that spot. They finally were doing the right thing. You watch what they've done so far. They are doing the right thing with a lot of the young guys that they're playing. And yet still, they get the nine seed. I, it's just, you know, the Hornets got last year, the Hornets looking at what they did last season, trying to fight for that spot to get the last spot in the postseason. The Hornets finish as the nine seed. The Hornets absolutely have a shot to finish as the nine seed this season in a much weaker Eastern conference. The Hornets could absolutely finish in the exact same spot they did that they did last season. It's hilarious. I mean, it's it's absolutely hilarious. Now that's only that's in the Eastern Conference. This is going to be a team that finished at thirty nine and forty three last year. You look at where that put them among the other teams, even in the Western Conference. Well, the Sacramento Kings were thirty nine and forty three as a Western Conference team, and you know they got a better pick because I believe it might have been a coin flip, if I'm not mistaken. I think there was like few teams tied. I forget how they got a little bit better draft pick than some of the other teams that were right there with them record-wise. That's exactly what I'm talking about, though. So, hell, maybe after that, 
you do want them to lose tonight against the San Antonio Spurs at the Spectrum Center. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Lockdown Hornets podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, at Walker Mail, at Doug Branson, LOH, if you want to find ways to help out with the tornado that touched down in Nashville last night. And also follow our station handle on Twitter, at Lockdown Hornets. We'll be back with you tomorrow.